Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ah, you missed me saying fuck the listeners. <laughs> Are we having fun yet? <laughs> Right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And I've, I assume this means Hitler's Germany remains the key example on our podcast. <laughs> And I'm Av Sedensky and Alex. If our podcast is going to grow and achieve the goal of national influence, we must project a positive image. Constantly bringing up Hitler doesn't help that goal. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast and presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss season three, episode three, the first annual PI2A symposium, which originally aired. Just now, March 10th, 2023, uh, maybe later today for some of you, although hopefully you're listening to the podcast after the episode because that's the order that definitely makes more sense. Um, yeah, and listen, every single week we bring up Hitler in some ways highly inappropriately, but uh, this week we're allowed to because <laughs> the characters on the episode do so as well. Yeah, I know. This is the, what the episode's about. Um, there's no way to not talk about Hitler on this episode. I assume all the Party Down podcasts will be talking about Hitler this week. Yeah. Um, for us, started, that's just you know, standard yeah. fare. But, uh, <laughs> they still they stole this for the party down podcast that's yeah what happened here they listened uh and they're like oh we should do a reboot and we'll do it all about hitler that's what the people want so if you want the people who are just you know dipping their toe in the hitler water you know enjoy yourself but you know here we've been we've been covering it correctly all along <laughs> so we we're uh we're probably prepared for this episode we're the experts um we know what we're doing so just just you know stick along for the ride um mm-hmm. Are we ready to jump into the ride, or do we have other? I, th- uh, I think so. I think so. All right. I think so. Do we have any other business? I don't think so. Do you? Yeah. Have any well, business? I think. Uh, could we talk about our children for a while? Oh yeah, with this, the children and um, maybe a little Seinfeld. Yeah, I do um, have some questions about the show. Can I ask you what happened on the show? The show, the show Seinfeld. Nothing happens on the show. Yeah, That's the whole thing. Nothing yeah. has ever happened. <laughs> so why are we watching it? Because it's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. It was on TV. Yeah. It was on, it's on it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even on Hulu. It's on um, Stars. Yeah. All right. Oh, so Party why, Down why on Stars. Yeah. I found so it on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we jump into the uh, the symposium? Ah, were you ever involved in a symposium? Have I ever been involved in a symposium? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like if I've ever attended a conference of any sort, that would count, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If that then yes. Um, have I ever been like involved where like I was like organizing the symposium or like you know speaking in the symposium? No. Mm. I was a, uh, I was the symposium chair, symposium director. I forget what they called it exactly in in law school. Symposium director. I just looked up my own <laughs> website to see. I was a symposium director uh, for a, a a law journal, so I had to uh, uh, organize a symposium. I did not have any speakers overlap with the uh, with the symposium that we see in this episode, though. 
Interesting. Yeah. Although I did have one who uh, 15 years later, I wouldn't be totally shocked if he was at this event. Oh. I haven't followed up on him in in, uh, in many years. Well, you should. You should. It was a it was a it was a symposium on immigration, and so there was one gentleman who uh, had very fiery opinions about immigration and how. Uh, see. Yes, he was. He was not a fan. Not a fan of immigration. Yes. Mm. Oh, because yeah. where where is he from? Ah, uh, well, he uh, he lives in Arizona, and I'm sure uh, for many Arizona. Oh, so Arizona. That's where he started. Yes. He, oh, he's Arizonians for hundreds of years. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he was. Yes. Uh, yeah, the well, complexion well, that is Arizonian. Then his position is uh, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, <laughs> well, let's move back to the topic at hand. Our children. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know who else first... like immigration? <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> oh well, we'll get to him. That's perfect. What a segue back to where we're supposed um, to be. Yeah, so season three, episode three, first annual PI2A symposium. Written by John Enbaum and directed by jude wang uh so that's three episode three different directors uh, mm. for our season so far it is good it is good to have a jew directing an episode with hitler though <laughs> yes yes yeah. do you think they made um the director wear a jewish star that said jude on it <laughs> yeah the time they <laughs> they yeah. uh recorded this episode listen it's just the name tag all right <laughs> everyone has them john enbaum had one that was jewish of gold star that said john yeah <laughs> that should be pretty funny that would be good stick yeah um so yeah so we got uh saxon uh, unloading the van uh roman pulls up in his new certified pre-owned car uh which he has been able to buy because the proceeds of his prestigious blog which has actually gained a small but loyal niche audience of hard sci-fi fans mm, yeah. and when he turns to saxon it's like well and how's your uh, you know little video doing by the way i know you're just getting started in this um and saxon's like oh well it already has a million views now, now that you ask yeah. and uh, i think i might actually be able to buy an actual new car yeah and i just i we saw saxon's performance i don't understand and i realize that i'm an old now and so maybe i'm not the target audience but i don't understand how that could get a maybe or not yeah maybe yeah not. maybe not. um yeah well i think what we, what we do know is that there's really sometimes no predicting what is going to like you know, gain the internet's fancy on a particular day. For sure. But in Saxon's case, it's not like a one-off. It seems to be like, he's sort of like, this is part of the course. Like, this is my business. So um, he seems to know how to generate it. Or maybe not. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. he seems, yeah. I guess they, you're supposed to think he knows somewhat what he's doing, right? I yeah. Yeah. Um, although Rod was very underwhelmed. But of course, Rod wouldn't be, uh, you know, Rod not being into it is no proof in one way or another. So, yeah. So... Roman's like, oh, yeah, you're so excited about a new car. Well, I'll have you know that a new car loses 10% of its value immediately when you drive it off the lot. So Sack is like, so I'll buy a new one. <laughs> like, well, the, well, then that one will. And he's like, well, I'll buy a new one. And uh, we see where this is going. Yeah, Sack's um, very confident in his abilities. <laughs> By the way, I, the number's only 10%. It used, they used to say 50% when I was a kid, which obviously is absurd. Yeah. All right. So they've, so they've gained value. Yeah. Since then. I, yeah. I remember my dad yelling at me about that in the, like the mid-90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of those very into that hmm, yeah. car valuations. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and um, Henry pulls up and he's like, oh, like I have like the check engine light on. But is that like a real thing or it's more like a reminder? Like, call your yeah. mother. Yeah. 
And I don't understand. Is, is he like Kyle all of a sudden? Like the, that's like a that's like a Joey Tribbiani level sort of stupid thing to say. Right. Um, I think he said he's were he's saying it a bit on you know tongue in cheek. Oh, was he? Oh, I totally missed that. Oh, okay. I so mean, he, I, well, he's I, making fun of himself that he's poor. Not, not. He's not just. He's not saying he's dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think he knows that the car doesn't make just like suggestions. Like it tells yeah. you if there's a problem with the car. Perhaps. Yeah, I okay. had a um, I, I, I had a rent a car a couple weeks ago. I mean, I still have a rent a car, uh, but a different one. And the reason I have a different one is because I called the rent car company and I said the check engine light is on, and they're like, "Pull over. Are you in a safe location? We will send a tow truck immediately." And I was like, "Guys, relax." <laughs> I was just saying, can I just come like swap it out for another car? But um, yeah, they, they were very apprehensive. They're like, "Are you? Is it in drivable condition?" I'm like, "Its condition is 100 normal in all respects, except probably the oil is a little bit low." <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So they uh, um, me another car which does not have a check engine light on. Oh, excellent! That's preferable. Um, so we go inside, we Henry, Henry's on the phone with Evie, we learn, and he's blushing, and he's talking about what a good time they had last night, uh, which leads to Robin loudly congratulating him on having sex. Yeah, and... but honestly, is he like a teenager? Like, he's having this conversation right now when he's at work? Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, he is, apparently. He's, yeah. you know, he has a crush. He okay. likes her. Yeah. Um... So yeah, and he, um, Henry asks Evie if he can uh, meet him nearby. He wants to get the theater keys, and he needs to get them to the students. And we, we don't really understand yet why they're like meeting in a secret rendezvous, but that'll eventually become clearer, I guess we can say. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Kyle is practicing for a racially inverted rendition of Othello, mm -hmm. in which he, Othello is white and the rest of the cast is black. Yeah, uh, but he's struggling to understand the language and ask Henry for some help. Yes, which Henry is happy to provide in the form of the teacher's edition, which he happens to have on him. Very convenient. So yeah, a couple of the uh, patrons of this uh, organization who are at the party overhear the conversation, and they're like, "We, I like that idea because it universalizes the human experience of prejudice, which, after all, is not only experienced by black people. White people can suffer from prejudice as well. Very important to remember." And the the crew is like looking at each other, like, "What is this event, by the way?" <laughs> and they uh, they see them start uh, unfurling the banner, uh, which refers to the res the restoration of national greatness, and realizes, "Hey, these are Kyle's pals. They're Nazis." <laughs> Kyle uh, whimpers that uh, they're not my pals. They're your pals, Kyle. Yeah. Listen, sometimes uh, you just decide, hey, uh, I'm just going to lean in that direction because that's where I think I'm going to, my bread is going to be most buttered. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You got to follow the butter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's been sort of sad. Like, like Louis C.K. kind of did that a little bit, I felt like, after he got in trouble. Um, he decided to, like, well, lean. yeah. He, well, he'd be very into, like, the whole, like, uh, cancel, you know, anti cancel culture crowd, I would say, more so than yeah. Nazis, per se. Well, certainly not Nazis, yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, le leaning into that direction of appealing to to some uh, unsavory partisan bedfellows in some respects. One I suppose. Say. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to the entire crew led by Lucy lambasting Ron behind the scenes. She's like, How could you take a job working for Nazis? He's like, They're not actual Nazis, but Saxon's like, Well, they're not not Nazis. <laughs> 
And Ron's like, look, guys, I understand, but I'm desperate for the money. We're going to go under. We're on the, you know, the party down is hanging by the brink. So can we please just hold our noses and do the party and just move on and not think about it? And Henry's like, yeah, maybe like as a compromise, we'll do the party, but like we'll provide poor service. Um, so regular service, regular service. Yeah. But that's not good enough for Ron. Um, so I get... I guess there's, uh, you know, they some of the guests overheard this big commotion going on. So uh, the guy who we will come to know is, you know, really the main the main character of this episode, or the main guest star of this episode, I guess, um, is uh, Stuart. I guess he's not the most famous guest star, obviously, but I think he's in the most uh, action. Yeah. And uh, he's like, just to set the record straight, we are not Nazis. And Rod's like, oh, of course not. We were saying nosies, not Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Um, now this this like, Stuart. The Stuart Gluebird to me seems like he has extreme Ben Shapiro vibes, and it, it seems like intentional <laughs> to me. It, it looks like they openly casted like a ginger Ben Shapiro and like told people like we're looking for a Ben Shapiro type. Interesting. Did you get those vibes or no? I didn't think of that. Um, it's the tone of his okay, voice, the that. way he talks, uh, uh, he um, his hairstyle, honestly, except for the color, of course. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, he does have a very punchable face. Yes, he does. <laughs> um and um he's like, "Listen, we're not like some fascist goons like the rowdy boys. We're just a new group building a conservative politics movement based on the free exchange of ideas, oh. i.e. Nazis." Yeah. Um <laughs> and we immediately cut to Dermot, um played by Nick Offerman, who, who is giving a speech ranting uh, ranting against liberals, and he's like, hey, you know what country included state-run universal health care, infrastructure, high civic engagement, all these things that you liberals want? Hitler's Germany owned. Yeah, now, so it's not clear to me because he's an endorser of Hitler's yeah, Germany. Like, so is he right. saying that, is he trying to get liberals to agree with him? Like he thinks those are good things? Because usually those are things that uh, that the conservatives don't like. So it's a little confusing. Right. Um, I'm I'm starting yeah. to suspect that maybe like there's not a necessarily coherent strategy to like racists and Nazis. It's possible. Yeah, that's possible. my suspicion. Possible they've overlooked a few facts. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So he, you know he finishes his talk and him and Stewart are like kind of clashing because uh, Stewart seemingly has asked him to censor his discussion of Hitler. Uh, he wants to not play up the Hitler so much. Yeah. Um, and... which, which is the thing that Ben Shapiro says to a lot of his friends also. <laughs> and Dermot is very upset because he's like, I thought this was supposed to be a free exchange of ideas, but you're censoring me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he's like, I really think Hitler gets a bad rap. Like, what, how would it be if everybody was only always judged by the worst <laughs> thing they ever did? Like, yeah. for example, the time you, Stewart, peed in a cup at a Dodgers game and spilled it on a little girl. What if that was <laughs> the thing that we used to define your entire life? Um, yeah. Stewart thinks that constantly talking about Hitler is not good for the brand. Probably not, yeah. <laughs> He's probably right. Stewart probably has a little bit more PR savvy than Dermot. Um, but Dermot is glad to hear that Stewart is coming around on Hitler. Um doesn't seem like quite they're on the same page yet. Um, so, yeah, so Dermot walks off and Stewart is now talking to Henry and he uh, overheard Henry on the phone earlier. A lot of overhearing this episode. People are, not, are doing a lot of eavesdropping with this uh, 3.3. Yeah. Um, 
And he's like, oh, I heard, you know, on the, you know with, the, with the ex-wife and the alimony. I really, I know it. I feel your pain. I'm a fellow divorcee. And I've been, like, shelling out half my money for my wife to go do these, like, white wine classes. I didn't even understand what he was talking about. Life drawing. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he is very excited that Seaver Hamlin, who is uh, a Fox News correspondent, which is a like, spot-on name, right, for Fox News correspondent. Yeah, it's, like, it's a good name. nailed it. Good fake name. Um, and he's... He's coming to be the uh, guest speaker at tonight's event, and that will show her. She never thought I could pull something like this off, and yeah. she was right. Um, a little Mark Zuckerberg vibes so there. It's at, He's doing this all yeah, just to uh, um, you know, prove it to a girl. Right, to prove a girl, yeah. Um, well, his ex-wife. He looks a little young People. to have an ex-wife. Yeah, well, maybe it was a short marriage. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know the John Mulaney joke where he says, you know, I used to do drugs. I know, like, I don't look like somebody who used to do anything. <laughs> and, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about no, this, no, no. Uh, this, Stewart. this young Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we find out that there's protesters outside demonstrating against the events. Um, back in the kitchen, Lucy is protesting the event from inside the house. And she's disgusted that Ron is making them work for Nazis. And she starts knocking over the trays to show how uh, outraged she is. And Kyle's like, that's right. I'm joining the protesters outside. I refuse to uh, service these Nazis. And Ron is able to uh, foist away one tray of food and tries to you know, whisk it away. But too much to his own chagrin, he uh, smacks into the door and loses that tray as well. So uh, 0 for 3. Yeah. Now, the problem with Lucy is... She can't make her food untasty on purpose to get back at the Nazis because it already is. <laughs> I real... laughed so hard when Rod crashed as well. It's like, yeah. you know, it's coming. And then, of course. Yeah. And then I was a little bit confused with Kyle's motivations. Exactly. Obviously, it's not sincere. Oh, um, of course. Well, obviously. I think it's, it's. Is he like trying to get ready for the role? Is it because. No, I think it's more he's trying to restore his image because of like the whole Nazi related cancellation, I would guess. So he wants to be like seen protesting against Nazis. Okay, before he goes and appears in his uh, reverse racist uh, uh, Othello. Right, I think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but that, that was my read. I just wasn't. Yeah, I think you're right, but it was I was a little confused by that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it might. I don't think it's spelled out necessarily. Yeah, um, but, but I, that's how I kind of un, thought about it. So yeah, so he uh, he goes out to meet the protesters and he tells them that he is not down with what is up in there. Um, but, uh, you know, unlike most protests, the Nazis actually, they come out, like they try to, you know, engage the protesters. They want to tell them, you know, we're just here to express our free speech rights and we welcome you into a debate over the issues. <laughs> they respond by throwing tomatoes and chanting fuck free speech. Yeah, which was very when they did it, it was very suspicious because that's not a thing that anybody would chant in, of any political pers persuasion. You know what I mean? Like, even if even if that is what people's policies ultimately support, nobody's going to go out and say, like, fuck free speech. And so right, it was very right. you don't you don't right. You don't admit that you're violating free speech. You just yeah. violate it. Yeah, it's very um, and say that you're doing a different like academic freedom or something. I don't know. You yeah. Look up some other, um, you know, buzzword. Anyway, that's, so, yeah. So yeah. it's very straight now as we'll, we'll quickly find out. It's because they are uh, they're extremists pretending to be extremists on the other side to, to uh, frame their enemies. Uh, they are not Antifa. They are fa. But um, yeah, it doesn't. Really <laughs> yes. Yeah. Although, although I think it actually might be a good reflection yeah. uh, on, on how extremes portray their enemies. Like, like they think their enemies are like anti-free speech. And so they're like, Oh, they're, they must just chant like fuck free speech, you know? 
Right. Or they're specifically telling them to say that because that'll make them look bad. Yeah. But once you're paying the actors, you could also construct the exact thing, get it on film. Yeah, but but I mean, but it's the way that like some on like on the abortion issue, for example, in like who are like on the extreme right are like actively convinced that those on the opposite side enjoy the murder of children, and which then leads to like you know further conspiracies and stuff. But like I think that at a certain some point, of us do, yeah. <laughs> uh, as Chris Rock says, only up till age four, right? <laughs> yeah, no, after that it's a person. Yeah, <laughs> at four, eh. They become people at like at like yeah. 18. Listen, I know I know adults who are not viable. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Should we put together a list? <laughs> we can put a list together in our heads. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, well, my friend Schindler. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Kyle tries to connect to the protesters, and you know he's rejected for being a typical Hollywood liberal, which he doesn't understand is a bad thing. Yeah, um, he's like, I don't understand. Like, I've done multiple anti-Nazi Insta posts. Like, what can you like? What more can I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think you're right. He's just he's doing this to try and get, uh, reverse his cancellation. Yeah. Um, so back inside, Saxon is filming some influencer video for this. Brain speed enhancing powder based sugar, uh, smoothie of some sort. Um, Henry can't believe like what's actually going on here. Um, and he asks Saxon to attend the bar for him for a few minutes as he goes over to meet Evie. Um, unfortunately, the students have arrived first, uh, which so he has Evie meet him at the exact place where the students are going to be. That seems like his first mistake if he doesn't want them. Yeah, and he like, schedules it a few minutes apart, but that's obviously not enough. Yeah, it's very stupid on his part. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess he just doesn't want to be seen working as a waiter. I, that's fine, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, and um, also he doesn't you, want them to see his girlfriend. He just wants to He wants to keep relationship uh, Henry and independent Henry, you know. <laughs> right. And teach no, Henry. I think you totally want to keep your world separate. That's totally fine. I guess, but then don't invite them to the same place. Oh, my God, my mistress yeah. and my girlfriend. They're yes, in the same exactly. place. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Real George slash Mrs. Doubtfire vibes. Uh, yeah, Mr. Doubtfire, correct. So that, that still bothers me that he didn't get out of that. <laughs> well, you didn't think that scene was totally realistic? <laughs> well, he should just say, I'm, I, I can't. I'm sorry. I can't go to dinner. I have a, I have a prior engagement. and done. Yeah, but then we don't get, like, the best scene in the movie. So Yeah, yeah, no, it's very funny. Yeah. So um, he uh, tries to first, you know, rendezvous outside with Avi, get the, get the keys. They get to do a little kiss. And they come to talk, and, you know, she tips off the kids to the fact that he is the are we having fun yet guy. And, you know, like they're like, oh, my God, we realized that you're like such a that's such a, you know, what they say, it's like a really cool meme, right? Because like, we, we find out they don't even know it's a commercial. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to like let people know you're an actor. And Henry's like, yeah, it's fine. And he has back to the party. He doesn't care. Yeah. All right, we got Lucy again, um, back inside, and uh, she 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 doesn't like the uh, the optics of what she just saw at that at that protest, right? She says that she doesn't like it when the people that she agrees with look stupid, um, and these guys look stupid because uh, they're yelling for free speech. Uh, very stupid thing to chant. Um, Saxon agrees that they've actually made the Nazis look like the reasonable ones in this dispute, which uh, you know that requires a lot of effort to do, mm-hmm. yeah. and. What what seems to have him more troubled, however, is that this drink that he's uh, been promoting has demolished his entire digestive system. And he's <laughs> in a, a great deal of pain. Yeah, shocking development, and much like the drink that we just covered a couple weeks ago, right in role models. 
Right. Although right. this one seems yeah, that drink worse. Was here. This one seems worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look who they have promoting it. You know, the the, the drink from Roll Bottles had uh, you know Paul Rudd. Yes. Watch your star. <laughs> um, so yeah. So Dermot comes back. Uh, he wants to see the chef and give his compliments on how delicious and sublime the food is. He actually says. Meanwhile, Stewart finds out that the Fox News guy is not going to make it. Um, so yeah, his whole plan to show it to his ex-wife has now failed. And Lucy is back in the kitchen serving Dermot this, like, you know, specially curated meal just for Dermot. Uh, and he loves each dish more than the next. Yeah. Poor Lucy. Uh, Sucked into the world of the Nazis. Yeah, well, she's like, as she says, you know, my boss never lets me serve these dishes. Um, it's, you know, this is finally an opportunity. I have to show what I can do. Um, and he tells Dermot says, well, you know, he's, he's a subhuman imbecile and that, you know, once we take over and get things the way we need to, don't you worry, he, his role will be diminished to a very low station. Um, don't you worry, this will be any day now. And, you know, this will all accrue for the better for a person like you, Lucy. So then, um, you know, Roman comes in and like sees what's going on, and like Lucy all of a sudden realizes like how ridiculous this looks, and uh, she gets really uncomfortable. And Dermot's like, "All right, I get it. You, you know, the compliments of a Nazi are not wanted. Um, of course, you know, I just loathe your politics, but I'm still capable of enjoying your art. You're just a, a giant hypocrite." Uh, um, and he gives himself a self high five and exits. Um, Roman is like, can't believe Lucy. She's, he's like, why don't you open up an exclusive Nazi only restaurant called Lebensraum? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's line. a good, that's a good joke. Yeah. Listen, sometimes uh, Roman's, uh, well-readness uh, comes in handy. Yeah. Um, Lebensraum is the German term for living space, which is mm. what the Germans so desired. Yes. Um, they found a very uh, creative way to create that living space. Yes. So, so Dermot is like explicitly a Nazi, whereas the other ones are. <laughs> um, well, he's or, definitely or, an admirer yeah. of Hitler. Yeah, but like, um, I mean, he does the Heil as. Oh, like, he refers right. He refers to himself as a Nazi, right? He does a Heil. Yeah, yeah. He seems he seems to be a Nazi. That's what you yeah. know. Um, whereas I would say, yeah, Stewart is not like actually a Nazi. I think he's he has, I'm sure has very bad opinions. Yeah, and he's um, okay with you know Nazis if that's what it takes to uh, expand the. Uh, but he wants, but he wants to downplay Hitler. Like he doesn't think that yeah. Hitler is. He wants because well, yeah, someone, he wants someone to admire. He wants or just to maybe be, he does, but let's keep it quiet. Yeah. Right. Right. Saxon's like um, overhears it and he's like, "Hey, Roman, like, what are you talking about? Like, who do you think is reading your blog?" And Roman's like, I don't know. I never looked. And Saxon's like, well, I did. And it's like 90% gamers and men's rights activists and Nazis. And um, Lucy and Roman are both very embarrassed by their, you know, being exposed for their complicity in helping the Nazis. Although um, Roman's was much less bad than Lucy's. Like Roman had genuinely no idea. Um, I think he knows. I think he's just playing coy. Like, oh, really? Or like he's just like, he's just like not, he's choosing not to know. Like okay. if if there's like Nazis posting in the comments on your blog and like they're posting Nazi shit, like yeah. you're good. I assure you, Roman is reading all the comments on his blog. Like, okay. uh, we don't want any like Nazi listeners. Right? So if you're listening and you're pro Hitler, you can stop listening. Although I respect the um, fact that you made it this far, because it must not have been easy for you. Yeah, no, this is a very this is an anti Hitler podcast. Yeah. Um, big fan of his art, by the way. Yeah. Just yeah, just not a fan of his foreign or domestic policy. Yes, (laughs) Hitler had some Um, good ideas with the paintbrush. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Oh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. But this is why you don't make like artists and celebrities in charge of country. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, lesson learned. Yeah. If only he had stayed in doing our work. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So back inside, uh, Stewart's pouring his heart out to Henry. He can't believe it that Sieverdick couldn't make it. He was crucial to his plan. And Henry emphasizes that given his background in show business, um, you know, I always tried to persevere against the odds until the odds won and I became a teacher and stopped pushing the rock up the hill. Um, so, like, I know, you know, I know what it's like. And Stewart's like, yeah, you know, greatness is not for everyone. <laughs> and, you know, he can't wait to push his agenda through in order to change things for the better for the common folk like Henry. He really wants yes. to help people like Henry. Yeah. Very strong um, vibes when he talks about the common folk, which is sort of a common trope throughout the episode of the episode we had in season one where they worked for the, the Young Conservatives event. Yeah. So we head into the kitchen and um, Kyle is grabbing a bunch of trays to bring out to feed the protesters, um, which we recall have been spiked. And Evie has come to talk to Henry, uh, who informs Lucy and Roman where their spiked food trays have been taken, uh, namely to the protesters. And after they leave, Evie goes on to tell Henry that, you know, she thinks there's something brewing between them, there's something here, and she wants them to be able to speak honestly and openly about it. And Henry responds, you know, in honesty and kind, saying that, you know, listen, like my life is just like such a mess right now between, you know, not being able to make my car payments and my ex-wife demanding alimony and now I have to tend bar for Nazis. <laughs> and I'm afraid that if like you see like this mess and how real it is, like, you know, I don't want to show that all to you. Um, they they agree that this is not the fairy tale shit that uh, she had been uh, demeaning in the last episode. This is some real shit. And but there's something they both agree. There's something here. There's something there that wasn't there before. Very exciting. And, uh, Henry turns his students uh, back to his students, gives them his attention. Um, who have just witnessed uh, Henry and Evie's makeout sesh, and one of them announces that she wants to quit the play, uh, explaining that she only joined the play in the first place so that she could skip PE. And her character kind of sucks. And Henry's like, yeah, your character does kind of suck. But like, you know, sometimes people suck, uh, but they're still people. And the point of acting is to portray the pieces of humanity in any character, good or bad, and give the audience something to connect with. Um, mm. that was a, that's a good, uh, good you know, statement, mission statement of acting. I like that. Yeah. It's pretty good. So we go outside to the protest, and now the real action is is beginning as the Rowdy Boys have arrived. So the Rowdy Boys very much sound like a wrestling tag team. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that? Oh, it's the Rowdy Boys! Yeah, but, it's the but, Rowdy it, Boys it, but they're referencing the Proud Boys, obviously, right? Yeah, sorry, I yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so Rowdy they, sounds a bit more playful than Proud. So they come to confront the protesters. I guess they, uh, I guess they saw on social media or something that, you know, this... Uh, you know, the protests, uh, clash is happening. But uh, just as they arrive, the impact of the supplement powder seems to kick in and the protesters begin to puke. And when they take off their masks, Roman realizes that the protesters are actually Nazis posing as protesters. And as the rowdy boys begin to attack, one of them is yelling, same team, same team, don't hit me. Um and uh, this one, this is brought to Stewart's attention. He reveals that he is the one who br brought in the fake protesters because he was one. His whole purpose here was to create a media spectacle. So this was his plan all along. Yeah. Well, he said he. Stewart said he had plans on plans. 
Yeah, well, the, the the big blow is that the Fox News guys didn't show up because this this would have got a lot more media coverage if it was a you know whatever this guy's name is fake Sean Hannity speech yeah. as opposed to you know some group that no one ever heard of. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a terrible idea actually. This probably this probably would have made for sure it would have been on Fox News. So like everyone would now know about pizza. Yeah, except it doesn't it doesn't end well for them. So it probably wouldn't be on Fox. Probably more on an MSNBC fair. Um, the way it ends, I guess. I mean, it, they they probably have the 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 videos of like the you know the leftist protesters chanting "fuck free speech" and throwing tomatoes, trying to that, shut yeah. down the you know the Fox News speaker. You know, I I think Fox News will get a lot of mileage out of this uh, incident. Either way, they're able to take the you know in, in the coup attempt and say, yes. "Oh, this was you yes, know, yes, hours yes. of coverage of how we've been victimized." <laughs> yeah. So this they'll be uh, I'm sure yes, I'm sure they figure out a way. Yeah. Um so Ron uh, Ron and Stewart join Henry and the students in the back where Ron is outraged that due to the damage caused by the rowdy boy, Stewart is now trying to weasel out of paying the bill for the party. And Henry takes charge and he starts sobbing about I can't believe it, how horrible his life is. And you know, if I don't get paid, I'm gonna default to my car payment, my ex-wife is going to kill me. And he just like starts wagging his finger at Stuart. He's like, you saying you want to help the common man? You are fucking over the common man. And Dermot comes in in the middle of the speech and Stuart's like, can you please just take care of the invoice? Um, and Dermot agrees um, on condition that Hitler's Germany continue to remain the key example in his presentation. <laughs> and uh, Stuart reluctantly agrees and leaves, at which point Henry reveals that it was an all act acting, much to the delight of the students and Ron. Yeah, uh, that's the show. Um, come back for a little uh, post-credit scene as they pack up, and Kyle, who's been beaten to a pulp, tells them all how alive he felt during the fights. The students show Henry a me- the meme of the "Are we having fun yet?" and that confuses him, and he shows them the commercial, which I think this is the first time that we hear um, the the, uh, the commercial itself. We don't see it. I wonder if we'll if we'll see it when all is said and done. But um, it's interesting that. I think they've like actually now featured "Are We Having Fun Yet?" like in every episode, as many times yeah. in this season as like in the previous series combined. Like, yeah, they're like they're really going to the well a lot. Well, in season one, right. we got it a lot to establish it. Yeah, but then in season two, we 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 don't hear it nearly as much. You're right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got to reestablish it. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. All right, Av, how do you rate this episode? Um, I'll say this episode is. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Three and a half pretties, very solid. Uh, good Hitler stuff. Um, the team, you know, works well together here. Um, not, you know, I, I think not a super duper funny episode. Like there weren't like ton of memorable lines, but some very quality stuff. And I, uh, I enjoyed myself for the most part. So I think three and a half is fair. Yeah, I think my issue when I mentioned this before is that it's just it's a little bit repetitive to me. Yeah. In, in in a variety of ways. I mean, we, we we the way that we end with with Henry as a good actor, like we've seen Henry being a good actor thing before. We've seen, as I said, the uh, the California College Conservative Union Caucus, which was um, you know, this version, like the PI two A, was more was darker and more, let's say, Nazi adjacent. But that's like just a reflection of twenty twenty three versus two thousand ten. I think, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, while the episode had some funny moments and had some moments of you know, decent social commentary. I just felt like overall, it's kind of giving me the vibes of, of a show that's coming back and, and repeating covers of its greatest hits. 
So it's greatest hits are great, like, but they're not new songs. And so for me, I say pretty, pretty, pretty good. Only two and a half. I liked it. It just it didn't strike me as like as 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 unique Fresh. or new as I was hoping. Yeah, last episode I thought was was more like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh come on, be a come with guy. What about uh, who is your come with guy? Um, my come with guy is Henry. He really like he pulls off everything that he's trying to do, right? Like he gets the you know the girl. He solidifies the relationship. Um, he you know saves the day with his acting performance that both gets them paid and also is able to convince the students to stay in the play. Um, he kind of just like pulls it all off. So Henry's the come with guy. Mm. All right. Um, I I, ju- I just saw the movie The Menu on your recommendation. Yeah. And I think uh, you and I just podcasted about it yesterday on another podcast for thirty two fans. Uh-huh. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I shared my thoughts with it there. So you already know. And, and those who don't, they should uh, go listen to the episode of 32 fans that dropped yesterday featuring off. But um, listen, I'm a man who respects those who are great at their art. And so to me, like Lucy is clearly a phenomenal chef. And look, did she fall under the spell of a charismatic Nazi for a few minutes? Perhaps she did, but but she recovered. And again, I just I respect someone who's really great at their art. And so, uh, you know, Lucy is uh, Lucy is my come with gal for this episode. Yeah, very fair. Yeah. Oh, what? I'm the asshole here. I am. I'm. I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. What about your uh, your fucking asshole? There's a lot of Nazis to consider oh, the- here. Yeah, the fucking asshole is Hitler. Oh, okay. um, because of genocide. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so lucky for the all these other Nazis in the episode, they escape your wrath then. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're more focused on uh, the, the historical. Um, I got the big guy. Yeah. Um, so listen, as I said, there's a lot of Nazis. Nick Offerman's Dermot is like a literal Nazi, not just Nazi adjacent. But like in, in my real life, fortunately, uh, unlike uh, your grandmother, for example, I've never interacted with any actual like, real Nazis. <laughs> Correct. And so, um, but I have been forced to interact with a lot of sort of Stuart Gluebird, you know, Shapiro types a time or two. <laughs> uh-huh. And so if I was your grandmother, I'd probably say that, you know, uh, Dermot or maybe even Hitler was the actual fucking asshole. But to me, it's Stuart. He's the fucking asshole because, you know, I've, I've dealt with people like him and uh, they're, they're fucking assholes. Many big fucking asshole Nazis on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so re- remind me, how, how do we end this? Do we uh, do we go to the next week or we save that for the, the postman? I think we've been doing it in both. The, the, ah, okay. Because, uh, you know, okay. I, don't, I don't necessarily know we should assume that everyone is listening to uh, just the postman, postman episodes. Yeah. Yeah, some people might just listen to this and not the postman. Or some right, well, might well, just ne- only listen to the postman. So next week we have another one with uh, sort of a, a strange acronym in the name. It's, it's KSGY. Dash 95 prize winners luau. Now, I assume KSGY 95 is a radio station. That's usually what those uh, combination yeah. of letters are. And then uh, so prize winners luau. Yeah, no, this sounds like right. Like you uh, you you want some scratch off or some uh, publisher's clear house. Um, so maybe it's a scam. That um, was possible. I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. If it is, I would assume that Henry will be doing his detective work, I assume, to suss out the scam. Oh, yes. Henry's a master. We've seen him do that many times. Yeah. I really liked I thought episode two was stronger than episode one, and I'm confident episode four will be stronger than episode three. So I'm excited for next week. Okay. Yeah, me too. See you then. uh, Send us your uh, postman submissions. That's right. uh, right. Later in the week or next week. We will. 
and uh, rate us on iTunes. Give us a five um, or a one or whatever. Who cares? Or don't do it. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) 